This podcast includes unapologetic logic and reason and may not be suitable for all audiences. In a world full of nonsense, he's been called the voice of uncommon common sense. He sees the abnormal that many find normal. Author and award-winning speaker, he is Chris. Well, here we are back at it, doing my part to... uh Bring the fight against the threat to democracy. <laughs> Doing my part to push back, I guess you could say. Uh, let's see. Tanner Marlowe, 4-0, unbeaten MMA. I don't know, it looks like about probably a lightweight or something like that. This is the mixed martial arts fighter. I think I was trying to talk about this the other day. I couldn't think of MMA. Well, anyway, this story popped up. Of course, it was a nice reminder. I think it was out in L.A. This guy uh, got shot and killed in his home. It's his uh, girlfriend's boyfriend, ex-boyfriend, husband. I don't, I don't know what was going on there. 4-0 unbeaten. Tough guy, really. Like, not a kind of guy you want to get in a fight with, right? If you're going to go in there and, and plan to shoot this guy, you're going to want to make sure you don't miss. But uh, I guess it goes to the show at the same time. It's a little hard to fight back... Uh, against 45 ACP, right? Lots you could say about that. Anyway, it turns out it's just really a lover's quarrel, but I've been bringing up this topic of home invasions. What would you do? What would you do if somebody got inside the house? It does happen. It does happen. Uh, and I guess it's kind of a perfect tie into this. You heard me uh, say this, if you want to live peacefully with a dog, that you've got to be prepared to kill it. And I say that somewhat dramatically, but not completely. I mean it. I know it sounds kind of barbaric, but it's not. Uh, and I'm not saying you should just, you know, uh, kill the dogs without hesitation or consideration or at all, for that matter. But in certain circumstances, I think it would be necessary. And I think the dog needs to know that there's a natural order to things. And you can't have the dog in charge, right? That's why the dog needs to know you'll get rid of it. It'll be gone, extinguished. I don't know. What would be a better way of saying it? Donated, (laughs) dropped off, abandoned, kicked to the curb, whatever your flavor. It's all the same, really. What does this have to do with anything? I'll explain. I'll explain. It's another one of my cryptic metaphors. I'm back. I'm sick. I said I was going to miss a day, which I did, but not at all for the reason that I expected. I had a commitment, and I missed it. I had to cancel. Actually, I had a a series of commitments that uh, prohibited me from doing the podcast, and I didn't make any of them, actually. I had to cancel everything. And it was my birthday. I was sick on my birthday. The flu, I guess. I don't know. Maybe COVID. I didn't test. I just self-isolated, doing my little part to save humanity. I don't know. It came on so fast, too. You know, you know, I've been doing my thing. I'm going to tell you a little bit about it here in a second. But uh, taking care of myself and highly nourished, highly hydrated. And um, you say, well, how does this happen? I don't know. I got a haircut. I went to the chiropractor. That's the only two places I was really uh, among people that um, would have, you know, exposed me to anything. And I didn't see any indication of any symptoms uh, at either place, quite frankly. So who knows? Probably I got like a special brand of COVID implanted in me, probably, you know, the the saving democracy version that the Chinese send out. I don't know. Either way, I am taking care of myself. I did take a hit there. Uh, I'm going to have some big results, I think, to report on Monday. We'll wait till Monday to see in terms of how much weight I was able to shed. I was looking back at the chart 
And I'm really disappointed in this, and I can walk you through it. In, in uh, like February or March of 2022, last year now, 11 months ago, I was down to like my lowest weight since high school. I had not been that low since high school. I guess. No, 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 that's not true. That's not true. Since I was in the Marine Corps. I take that back. So I was down to 237 pounds at six foot five. It's pretty lean for me. And then I managed to put on in round numbers 20 pounds over the next like nine months. And I had been talking to you about that. I was working around the house. And somehow that became an excuse just to eat like an animal, which I did. I did. I did that. <laughs> I ate very aggressively. And then if that weren't enough, and I should have checked in on this, to be honest with you, November 4th to, to the end of December, I put on another 20 pounds. I look in the mirror. I think to myself, what's wrong with you? <laughs> That's a problem. That's a little too far out of balance, I have to say. So 10 of that, I'm going to say, I'm going to probably come in like in the first week dumping 10 pounds. What does that tell you? Uh, that there was at least 10 pounds of just toxic water weight bouncing around from all the salt and preservatives and whatnot from from the whole holiday binge and uh, just detoxing over a couple of days even wrung that out of me very quickly. Having bone broth for dinner, that worked out great while I was sick. By the way, I had it pre-prepared. If I got, I, that's the first time I've really tried that. Just take some organic beef broth. You can make it yourself. I don't know why you'd want to go through all that. Just go buy it. I'm sure chicken broth probably has great benefits too. You could put a little chicken. Make your own soup. It's a lot better for you than that canned stuff. And they can, and not that the salt's bad for you as long as you're drinking plenty of water. I'm drinking a gallon and a half, so I feel good. So I the the first day, Wednesday, I was just knocked out. I couldn't get out. I didn't sleep all night. It was weird. I ate dinner. I felt great. Uh, after dinner, I felt great. And then, I don't know, around 7 o'clock, I started feeling kind of tired, which happens sometimes, quite frankly. Sometimes I go to bed really early. And um, then my throat started feeling sore. I was like, why is my throat feeling sore? That shouldn't, that shouldn't be happening. I went to bed early, maybe 8, 8.30, something like that. <clears throat> Thought I just needed a little rest. Couldn't sleep all night. Never really woke up. I was in bed all day, sweating like you wouldn't believe. Nauseous, achy. Just, you know, horrible existence. But uh, anyway, I got, I just, I was like, I got to keep drinking. I kept drinking water. I managed to chuck down a, a gallon and a half. I think about a, uh, five quarts there. Uh, even while I was sick, I was like, I got to keep, I got walked outside a little bit. I couldn't do much. It's just so, you know, drained from the whole thing. And then, of course, because I was laying around all day, I didn't sleep for anything uh, Wednesday night. That was fine. I got up Thursday morning. I was feeling a little bit better. I didn't eat much at all, which is good for me right now. Kind of a, a, a unplanned fast, if you will. It worked out pretty good, actually. And I was ready to be, you know, it wasn't like I then filled in the gaps with with uh, crap food. Like I said, I had the, the bone broth. I had my green smoothie. This is good stuff while you're sick. All it is is spinach and banana. Just blend that up. Put a little ice in there if you need to. That's it. If you really need it a little sweeter, put a, a dab or two, and I mean a dab or two, of apple juice in there. You'll love it. It's good for you. The spinach, it's a, it's a super food. Detox, nutrify, replenish. You, you can see it, feel it, smell it. I'm telling you. We're animals at heart, and you need these these raw vegetables are so important to our diet. I know. I'm, they're just coming from the guy that just slapped on 40 pounds in eight months. 
That's that's got to be a record. Let me tell you the opposite of green smoothies. How about if I start there? Anyway, Thursday morning I got up and I was still feeling really rough. I was like, I got to get outside. Uh, the girls were still sleeping. I got up about five, and I was just like, ah, you know, you just feel like what was that? Remember that commercial where the guy walks around and looks like a big nose? I wasn't congested, but it just felt achy, right? Just feel awful. I was like, I got to, I need to be outside. That's the problem. So I, got, I crawled outside. <laughs> I went outside, and uh, I actually just started walking up and down the driveway for a while. I really did. Just strolling. I was like, I, got, I need to move. Can't be doing that. And I did. I just I got a couple laps in. I got it. It was hard, let me tell you. But anyway, I'm back at it. I think we'll be able to push through this pretty quickly. Hopefully it doesn't linger on. And I guess you could say it caught me at a good time. I got sick, what, back in November, I want to say it was? Our family got sick. We're like, oh, great. We'll be good for the winter. I had so much for that theory. What does work? That's what I want to know. Vaccine doesn't work. Uh, exposure doesn't work. Vitamins don't work. Just stuck getting this stuff. It's always been around. Don't let them fool you. I remember the, the waves of this stuff going through in the 70s. Anyway, be prepared to kill the dog. Why do I say that? Well, I think it's the same for government. And what do I mean by that? Like, you literally have to be ready to tear it down and start over. We could just literally take this government, wipe it out, and start over with the 1776 documents. That's probably a little extreme. I would think you'd want to spend a little time, you know, formulating a little better base than that. I mean, at that point, you'd be turning over all control to to business and labor unions and, I don't know, maybe it'd be better. Defund the government, you could say. How would you do that? I'm not saying that to be an anarchist. I don't feel that way. I think you need a government. You need a healthy government. You need a, a, a proper government, a fair government, a righteous government. You do. It's important. It's very important. Important for uh, our public safety, uh, you know, cooperation, coordination, all these different things, protecting people's rights. And when it's not working properly, it's, it's the responsibility of the people. If it's the people's government, then how could you say it's anybody else's responsibility to fix it? And so you got to be prepared to take it out. And this idea that we're going to do that by armed rebellion uh, left the, 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 the port, left the station a long time ago. It's a ridiculous idea in modern times for many, many different reasons. The, the government and these agencies are so far ahead of what anybody could possibly prepare. Not really. Not really. I had a little idea, by the way, I'll share. I had an idea about... Uh, if I were to discuss with you the, the, the uh, dark, twisted ways that I think that, that we could easily bring this country to its knees, and I'm sure many other people, by the way, I'm not alone in that. People are probably better qualified in that arena than me. It's not something I think about a lot. But when I, when I understand what I know and I look at how vulnerable, I thought this would be a piece of cake. It really would. With anybody that knows what they're doing, you could just wreak havoc in, in a nanosecond. Uh, but at the same time, the government agencies are, are quite a few steps ahead. They could wreak their own kind of havoc in response to that, and they would. They absolutely would. Anyway, it's purely self-destructive is really the point of that. I'm not an advocate of any war, let alone civil war, self-inflicted war. It makes no sense to me, really. So how do you do that? How do you kill the dog without a bullet? Uh, well, you can starve it. You take away the food, and then you're going to be dealing with it until it starves to death. <laughs> And it's not like it's going to go easy. And the same would be the government. I brought this up before. You stop paying taxes, you're going to kill the government. Would people have the wherewithal to do that? Government's not going to respond lightly to that either. If you started an organized movement to stop paying taxes, I can tell you that 
within a nanosecond, they'd be at your door with a uh, no-knock warrant. I started to say, uh, I thought about writing a, uh, like a sci-fi script on the government being taken down from, from civilians in like a future year as a way to discuss the topic without getting in trouble. You know what I mean? I don't know, even know if I really want to share the, the thought, to be honest with you. Um, although, even though it may become necessary at some point, it really might. I look at what's going on. It's cons- this government's gotten to be highly toxic. Is it against the law to say that, to discuss this idea that our government's become corrupted, antiquated, needs to be renewed? Big difference there. Renewed, restored. We could go on and go on and on about that. But anyway, and, and I, I think that if you look back in history, the best balance to government was the church. It was not the free market. And see, with the absence of the church, it's corporates taking that over. What do you think the World Economic Forum is? That's your new church. That's the new Vatican. I say that metamorphically. What am I saying? That these, these huge multinational corporations, most of them American, I don't know that to be true. I'd have to check, but I think they are. Going in there with some twisted ideology of how they're going to change all of society around the entire globe. Who are they to say? That's not democratic at all. But they're exercising this huge influence because of the resources that they control. At the end of the day, the church had enormous control over the most important resource, and that was the people. And I don't think it was the only benefit that the church offered by far. I think that having a church community served many of the social needs that we look now for the government to provide. So that, in other words, government automatically had more power and doing out without it is even more tragic. Right? When you say, well, if we're going to uh, shut down the government for a period for whatever reason, you're talking about the military, NASA, blah, 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 blah. Most people don't know, don't care. But if you start, you know, shutting down your local police and... Uh, Welfare programs, homeless shelters, all these different things. You see that now where it's all being spread out. It's causing havoc. And I think that the church had a natural backup in place. There was already a hierarchy set, a decision-making body in place. And um, we don't have that anymore. Maybe that's what's upset the balance of power that government's gotten so brazen. Now everybody's deciding for themselves what's right and wrong. Politically speaking, Trump saying to endorse, to, to put McCarthy in. Why don't we put McConnell in? He can't, obviously, but what's the difference? You have, but why would we accept that? Makes no sense to me. Listen to this crazy story. It may seem odd to compare the human body to an electric power generator, but rare cases around the world have shown that some people are born with shocking abilities, literally. Jacqueline Priestman, a British woman, consistently produces 10 times the static electricity of a normal human being. She uh, found this out when she got married to an electrician, ironically enough. Be touching appliances and shorting them out, causing sparks to fly, literally. Sliding through life, they said. This is funny. Streetlight interference. People with the condition are called sliders. An older name for the phenomena is high voltage syndrome, or HVS. Around the 1931 HVS patient, Count John Bereni of Hungary, 
was reportedly able to make neon light bulbs glow merely by holding them. And according to author Vincent Gaddis, the National Safety Council investigates what he calls human spark plugs, people who can start fires with the electrical abundance of their mere presence. This goes on and on. Radiant blood, babies glowing. Mary Jones, a Welsh woman with a, and local preacher, set off a religious fervor in 1905 when glowing, exploding balls of lightning and electric blue rectangles were seen hovering near her as she spoke. Not everyone with the electric attraction finds the sensation enjoyable. Grace Charlesworth, a woman from the United Kingdom, had lived in the house for almost 40 years when in 1968 she began receiving unexplainable shocks both indoors and out. The weird voltage was strong enough to spin her body around in a complete circle, and at times it would even make her head shake uncontrollably. The voltage was sometimes visible as sparks, and she could escape only by leaving her house or yard, as she was never bothered anywhere else. Wow. Wow. Do you believe that story? I could not find any validation of it, by the way, or the condition. Pretty interesting, right? This is kind of widely told as some kind of... uh, folklore or whatever you want to call it but uh i cannot find any validation that this is has any credibility at all maybe you know more about it than me it would be phenomenal to me to think that somebody could cause their own little emp could you imagine the danger of that fascinating here's another shocking story for you hitler's nephew served in the united states navy i was able to confirm this adolf hitler's nephew served in the united states navy in world war ii William P. Hitler was sworn in March 6, 1944, and went on to serve for three years as a pharmacist's mate, receiving a Purple Heart for a wound that he suffered in Liverpool, England. That's pretty fascinating. Purple Heart in Liverpool, England, as a pharmacist's mate. Okay. This grabbed my attention, and I thought it was interesting. I, I, I've been pointing this to you. Tell me I'm not, I'm not uh, on to something here. Listen to this headline. Bomb cyclone slinging high-impact atmospheric river into California. Let me finish it. Let me add my own to that. I don't know how they can make it more dramatic. Here, let me give you my, my, my forecast for the weekend. Bomb cyclone, cyclone slinging, um, <laughs> meteor deflecting. High impact, atmospheric reversal, magnetic impacting, uh, tidal wave into Pennsylvania. That's the weather report for this weekend. Oh my God! How much more? How much more? It's like is there like a, a, a contest going on? I don't know about how to make the, make the most outrageous weather headlines. I just gave it to you. I don't know what to say. What What is a bomb cyclone singing high-impact atmospheric river into California? Sounds like a lot of rain, maybe a little wind mixed in there. <laughs> That's how I would probably describe that. But, you know, the people who do these things, they get paid a lot of money. I think they got degrees in this stuff. Do you think they have? They do? I think they do. Degrees in how to, how to write the biggest nonsense headline. Mother of the Year. This is reported in the Jerusalem Post, which I found to be interesting. A number of different ways, I guess. Mother of the Year, U.S. teen discovers cyber bully was her own mother. So, get the, I mean, just a picture this a second. This young girl, they say how old? Teenage girl, suffering cyber bullying, reports it to the police. 
and her mom, Michigan, this is, Kendra Gale Asari, arrested last month after a year-long investigation. FBI experts were called in to help search for the bully. Even though Lakara used a, a VPN, virtual private network, to disguise the source of the message and spiced up her messages with juvenile slang to make them look like they were written by a boy or girl, detectives were eventually able to connect the messages to the mother. Uh, the only thing I could say, it doesn't give any indication what the, this so-called bullying was about. It's pretty ridiculous to me, the whole story. Uh, and I don't mean that in a, a justful way. Horrific, really. Why would a mother do that? I mean, if people uh, lack the ability to talk, they're resorting to social media bullying or something like that. I don't quite understand that to begin with. But then the police are involved and the FBI and and now it's international news. Just goes to show how far mental illness is a topic. People are fascinated by it. What else could you blame that on? I don't know. You're going to call that good parent? Well, she had a story. I'm sure she did. Put it this way. There always is, right? There always is. Fascinating story here uh, about the Moscow's 18th century plague. You know, you don't realize how big Russia, the Soviet Union, that whole conglomerate is. And I've been learning a little bit about the history I guess they, they fought the Turkish Empire. Well, you know, these are the crazy things that were going on. But this area around Ukraine, it's like this uh, the, this contested area, really, that's been, I guess, fought over in the past. And part of that had to do with this uh, plague outbreak in the 18th century. It's not where it originated, but basically out of that continent, the, uh, the troops got sick. And that's what, I guess, really caused it to really spread from what I can gather. And, you know, we didn't really hear any of the, the craziness about um, COVID coming out of Russia. You really didn't hear too much of that, did you? I don't know. Interesting history. That's all I thought. Then listen to this story. This is coming from Russian news. Um, I believe it's probably credible. Let's see. B vaccine. Let me just search it here just to see. Yeah, here it is right in the Guardian. Uh, I picked it up from Russian news. U.S. government approves use of the world's first vaccine for bees. So let me give you what the news is saying about this. Uh, honey bees, if you don't know, uh, have had a real problem. They've been in decline. There was a lot of talk about what that was about. And I didn't know that there was ever an answer on that. I thought they were starting to come back. The um, I guess it's due to a bacteria, they say. And supposedly this vaccine is supposed to uh, help fight off against this bacteria. I thought vaccines were for viruses. I don't believe any of it. I don't trust any of it. This push out by the Guardian that was picked up by nowhere. I mean, you would think that if if this was uh, credible, this would be big news for anybody environmentally concerned. It was a great story. Hey, the, the decline of the bee population, we have a solution. How are they going to apply this vaccine? They can't possibly inject it. It's going to have to be sprayed on or ingested with food, I would imagine. By the way, I wanted to just mention this. I don't know how you feel about this whole story about bees being vaccinated. It's phenomenal on one hand when you think about it. First of all, I saw, where does it end with these vaccines? Can we get a vaccine against Democrats? I don't know. Just, I'm asking for a friend. I'm asking for a, a highly conservative friend. One of those right-wing nut jobs wants to know if he can get 
vaccinated against Democrats. Ha <laughs> um, ha. Touche. Uh, so the first I thought, you know, this is kind of crazy, a vaccine for bees. Maybe it's possible. Maybe it is. Maybe there's something to it. But uh, nobody's connected these two dots, but I did. I did. A couple of months ago, there was a report that came out of Russia, a formal complaint. Uh, I want to say made to the U.N., don't quote me on that. I believe it was. That out of the bio labs that were operating in Ukraine, U.S. bio labs that were operating out of Ukraine, that one of the experimental uh, technologies, if you will, that they were working on, I'm just going by memory, don't quote me on any of this, but whether they were going to try and uh, basically infect people through insects, that they were going to infect the insects, send them out into the population. Fascinating, really, when you think about it. What would what would create that uh, scenario? I don't know. I don't know. So the last thing that I want to talk about uh, today is this whole debacle with the Speaker of the House. And talk about, you know, burning down the House, burning the boats. These 20 Republicans, they're holding on for dear life. And I support it 100%. I think if they hold on long enough, people will get behind them. I mean, this is really, they're going after the Achilles heel. They're standing firm. No, we're not going to keep moving these rhinos into position. I don't care what you sit here and tell me today. We're looking back at what you did over the past years. And I don't think McCarthy's a good choice. Elon Musk, Donald Trump have both come out and said, oh, we need to uh, put McCarthy in. Why? Nobody's explaining why. Why, to go along, to get along? The majority rules? It's become sickening. No, somebody's got to stand up to it. That's what made this country great. That there was a system that allowed for the rights of the people that didn't have much of a voice to stand up and say, we will have a voice. And uh, I think it was Chip Roy I was listening to last night. He was talking to during an interview. Fascinating, really. He said, we want to be, have the ability to shoot down these bad bills. Right now, you can have a pharmaceutical company, for example, go in, buy the lobbyists, push through their own legislation, crazy deals that exempt them from all kinds of all liability completely, fund them with billions of dollars in taxpayer money. It's unheard of. And then, and then give them a free propaganda machine to boot. And shut down anybody who speaks out about it, I believe would be a violation of the First Amendment. But apparently things have changed since I was in grade school. I don't know what to believe about the rights anymore. No, I don't agree with Trump or Elon. This go along to get along. Biden's a schmuck. We need to get rid of this guy badly. The whole thing is an embarrassment. And I don't say for that they should give in. Get rid of McCarthy. Get somebody else. I don't care what it takes. I absolutely respect the fact that they're standing up, and I hope they continue all this pressure. Oh, and they'll be marked forever. This is where you need to be able to walk away, too. They need to be able to say, I'm not a career politician. You push me out. At least I got done what I said I was going to get done. And then you got to keep putting more soldiers on the front, more people running. But that's so stinking difficult today. I don't know. What are you going to do? All right. I'm feeling a little rough. I'm planning on being back tomorrow. We'll see how it goes. I hope to see you there. Uh, I hope uh, everybody's doing well. I know that this whole uptick in this virus thing has got a lot of people sick. Not so many people around us. Nobody's talking about masks. Thank goodness. All right. God willing, I'll see you back tomorrow. Hope to see you there. In the meantime, make it a great day.